0: Welcome to the Melancholy Man podcast, my name is Shady. I aim to keep my podcast to 10 minutes or less, which I refer to as knowledge bullets. Today's episode takes me back at least three years ago, when I first started to look into the science of sleep. I've read a few books on the subject, but the one that really caught my attention, mostly due to its groundings in science, was a book called Night School, The Hidden Science of Sleep and Dreams by Richard Wiseman. That's what today's podcast will be framed around. Richard is a professor of psychology at the University of Hertfordshire in the UK. He covers a lot of aspects of sleep in his book, and I would thoroughly recommend taking a look for yourself, as it covers a vast range of topics for sleep from the scary science of night terrors, insomnia, and more. So without further ado, I bring to you today's episode called Healthy Body and Mind Through Sleep. article referencing the figures from the sleep council show that 74% of Brits sleep for less than seven hours a night and the number of people who say they get less than five hours has grown from seven to 12%. It's becoming quite the epidemic and is most certainly linked with the advent of social technologies and mobile devices but that's maybe for another podcast. Sleep is fully determined by something called your circadian rhythm and is found in almost all forms of life, including plants. Even a plant has an internal clock that's been proven to be independent of any sun stimulation. Their growth will follow an internal rhythm even when keeping them in interior rooms with artificial sunlight, which is fascinating. You are part of this system of nature too and you'll find your own circadian rhythm shift when you've travelled abroad or moved time zone. To give further context, I want to illustrate the differences in our circadian rhythm by asking this question. Are you a lark or an owl? No, I'm not mugging you off or comparing you to a creature of the night or an annoyingly chirpy little bird. A lark is an early riser and goes to bed early, as opposed to an owl that prefers to sleep late at night and wake later in the day. 30% of people are found to be night owls and 40% are morning larks, with the remaining 30% being in between and having a leaning preference to one or the other. This is a tough one, as in British culture it's condemned as lazy or not disciplined enough if someone prefers later working hours or doesn't like rising early. But the science tells us a different story. We have since discovered genetic differences that make us either a lark or an owl naturally, and moving away from our natural state is causing adverse effects to our general health. I was going to do a deep dive into the proteins and other aspects of this, but I will simply say that our brains are driven by a master clock located in the hypothalamus group of nerve cells called SCN. My challenge with regards to your rhythm is that you might need to adjust your lifestyle or working environment to suit your mental and physical needs. Maybe try discussing different working hours or flexible time with your employer, as the benefits of doing so cannot be understated. To illustrate sleep deprivation's impacts on people with mental health conditions, Harvard University found that chronic sleep problems impacted people with psychiatric conditions such as depression, anxiety, ADHD, bipolar and more at a rate of 50-80% to compared to the general US population reporting a much lower rate. Even if you don't have a psychiatric condition, multiple studies confirm that not only does it significantly raise the risk for mental health issues, either now or in the future, but it also directly contributes to psychiatric disorders. Even now, the brain's relationships between sleep and mental health isn't fully understood. However, neuroimaging and neurochemistry studies suggest that a good night's sleep helps foster both mental and emotional resilience, while chronic sleep deprivation sets the stage for negative thinking and emotional vulnerability. One of the indicators of sleep issues is identified by Richard Wiseman when you're going to sleep. If within five minutes of your head hitting the pillow if you're already gone that's not a good sign. The ideal time for sleep to occur is between 8 and 12 minutes so conversely if it's taking longer than that it's also an indicator of an issue as well. Please don't panic though if you find yourself outside of the normal on this. It's simply something to think about, not worry about fixing right now. I have a feeling many of you will already know if you have an issue in this area already, but this just gives you a guide of what science is aiming for according to the latest information. Now we've discussed how your sleep should start and the rhythm of sleep, let's talk about what you go through when you are asleep. There are several stages to it, but for the sake of simplicity, I'm reducing it to three. I'll post a link to a more detailed diagram of this in the episode description, but in short, there's light sleep, deep sleep and REM sleep. Light sleep is where you'll usually find if you wake someone, they'll claim they were never asleep. Clearly, this has a deceptive trait to it too. (laughs) Only joking, of course. Deep sleep lowers the heart rate, body temperature and your brain activity becomes very low. It's responsible for growth hormones, for those who train the body, and even for restoring your immune system. Now for the interesting one, REM sleep, which stands for rapid eye movement. This is the dream state, as your body becomes fully active, but an otherwise paralyzed paralyzed body. The average person experiences REM sleep three to five times a night, usually with the last experience occurring just before you awake which is usually longer than the shorter periods you've experienced throughout the night. REM sleep is absolutely essential for your health and has been shown in a study by the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke that when depriving rats of REM sleep, it significantly shortened their lifespan, from two or three years to just five weeks. As a control, when depriving them of all sleep cycles, They only live for three weeks. It just shows how important REM sleep is above all other forms of sleep. Contrary to what some of you might think, everyone dreams. Everyone experiences REM sleep, whether you remember it or not. A French study has helped prove this, which I'll link in the description. Your brain protects you from dream experiences by forgetting them as you awake. Which is why the details become more blurry as time passes. This is good for you, as otherwise you might not be able to discern reality from a dream. So in short, celebrate your dreams. They are definitely a gift. At this stage, I hope I've convinced you of the importance of sleep and how it directly impacts your mental health. I'm hoping to give you some tools to not only identify, but counter these issues around sleep if you're facing any. Did you notice the new features on your smartphones that have some kind of night mode? This night mode makes your screen look different because what it actually does is reduce the blue light from its range in the display. This is because melatonin, which is a chemical in your brain, is suppressed when your eyes come in contact with hard lights in the blue spectrum, making it harder to sleep. However, I'm not fully convinced they really have a major impact due to the fact that you're still taking in light and engaging with mentally stimulating activities before bed so its benefits are questionable at best i recommend you have it on at night but i have found many articles touting the generic benefits of light reduction before bed but no science that directly links phone usage before bedtime i can assure you even before seeing the results of anything like this that the studies will from a common sense point of view be conclusively bad for you So, try and stay away from light of all forms before bed. I want to give you four key pieces of advice that Wiseman explores in his book to help your sleeping environment in particular. 1. Keep the temperature in your room low. 2. Keep it dark, preferably get blackout curtains if you can, for your bedroom. 3. Keep it quiet as possible, and I know this is difficult for some of you, I encourage you to look for any solution you can to achieve this, such as earbuds, etc. or noise-reducing headphones. Number four, ensure there's plenty of room in your bed to be comfortable. Now we've covered the environment, there's a few things you can do for your mind too. However, due to time, the one I would recommend doing is what I discuss in episode four called your superpower. So please check that out. Thanks for listening to today's episode about sleep. I hope you've learned a few new things and found some of this information useful. If you did, please subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and share it with your friends and family. A big shout out to Dudley News and the local newspapers for publishing a story on my podcast this week. I was humbled, honoured and amazed for the mention. Thank you so much. Well wishes from me, Shady. Thanks for listening to the Melancholy Man podcast. Until next time.